If you ever doubted that I was a boss bitch, well I'm a boss bitch, and my name is boss bitch. 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 Hello, sister. Hello, sister. <laughs> oh, I miss your voice. <sighs> I'm, I'm too tired Autumn to do an Brown, intro. Okay, good. You do it. A queer science fiction writer <laughs> who has not had a chance to write much science fiction in the last few months. A theologian, Dang. a mother of dragons who just keep becoming more dragonish. Um, and a healing justice facilitator for social movements living in rural Minnesota but soon to be living in Minneapolis okay I'm gonna get to that more I'm Adrian Marie Brown author of books Um, and this is our podcast (laughs) how to survive the end of the world where we go off track and get right back on it because we know that ultimately where we're ending is the apocalypse um, welcome to the show. We're here. And um, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So <laughs> I'm so grateful that the show is a living embodiment of how we are right now. Uh, and that's what people are going to experience. So I can say a little bit about what's been going on for me, which is um, this year has been a, a whirlwind. So like last year was a, a one kind of whirlwind. I was um, turning and facing some really old trauma that needed to come up that was like, I'm ready to come up now. Mm-hmm. I was turning and facing that for much of the year and trying to still interact with people and still be really coherent mm-hmm. um, while also just at any moment knowing that something might emerge from my memory that wanted attention. And then the IRS came for me. And so last year was this year of like scarce a scarce sense of resource and a scarce sense of safety and trying to really be myself and like receive the love that the world had to offer to me. Um, and, and, but I had a scarce sense of like love and support. Like I was just like, ah, I'm not, I don't have enough. Right. And then I feel like towards the end of last year, I hit this zone of like, I've got everything I need because I've got all the best people around me and like life is good. There's a lot of people who actually really love me, like really care how I am and have my back and I just have come into this year was like this year is pleasure activism is coming out and I am good right and I really want to lean into what it feels like and I come back to this often my my friend Spenta Kandawala who's also a teacher of mine through generative somatics said that once to me like you know what would it look like to just be able to say I'm good like when someone asks you how you are to instead of starting off with the litany of you know, here's everything that's wrong. Um, it's more like, oh, here, I'm good. Actually, fundamentally, I'm good. And I've been really leaning into that as a practice this year of like, well, what does it mean to to authentically say I'm good? And um, what it means is like things take off, right? Like that energy is very palpable and people want more of it. And I feel like every time I turn around, there's an invitation waiting for me. And none of them are really invitations that I'm like, nope. You know, they're mostly things that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yes, that mm-hmm. sounds great, too. Yeah, mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm. to do that. Yes, you want this and it wants you, you know. Um, so <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, like, 
with love everywhere. Like I feel like the cup spilling, 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 pouring forth so much love. Um, you know, I said I got to do a panel last week with Danny, my my super Dusty. woe from forever. And um, she was talking about her book, We Live for the We. And I was talking about pleasure activism and like thinking about, you know, what's at the intersections of those pieces. And something that it came out for me was like, I want to live and work in spaces where I'm only around people that I really love and care about and that are a pleasure mm, to me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this year has been the year of getting to experience that. So I've been doing these immersions. We did three of these last year. It's basically like take four days and just really immerse people in emergent strategy and co-create an experience. And we did three experiments last year in Detroit and they were pretty chill and like, you know, learned a lot from them. And like my perfectionist stuff, it's really interesting to see how it comes out in these. Cause I'm like the whole time I'm like, okay, this is a test run. Okay. This isn't the real thing. This is, you know, cause I'm like, right, that's right. not perfect. This is not perfect, but it's good, but it's not perfect. And it's been so interesting to hear from people who've been going through them. They're like, that was really powerful. Like we learned a lot. Yes. There's ways to improve it. And, um, and I keep getting the feedback. And also what happened, the mistakes were the right mistakes. You know, like it just feels yeah. like we're learning in the right ways. So this year it's been taking it to all these places. So we're four in and we have four to go. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. There were supposed to be five total. But, um, you know, again, I can't say no. Like if people are like, you know, it's really hard. And you know what's so sad is every time we post one, like 20 cities are like, when are you Wait coming a here? Wait right? a minute. And I'm just right. like. Oh, you know, part of me, it's so funny, right? I have like the dual reaction because my first reaction is like, how dare you ask that? Do you know how hard we're working on every single one of these that we pull off? Like, don't ask for more. And then the other part is like, yeah, I want everyone to want this. And yeah. I want to actually build an infrastructure in which everyone can have it. Like, I don't want there to be any bottleneck, right? So that's what we're working on. And it's exhausting. And it keeps changing, like the requirement of it keeps changing. Um, like initially it was just like, oh, this is like a workshop or like a training. And it's actually like so much more is opening up in each of these rooms and spaces um, yeah. that's like requiring a different level of presence and attention from me and takes time to recover from. Like I finish one and it's like right now we just finished the, the DC immersion and I just felt my soul expand and weave with all these people <laughs> and um you know i am changed and i'm a different person now mm. and like i feel that way after each one that i'm like i feel myself i'm, I'm changed yes it happened again and now i'm I, something new in this room um there was a moment of grace and forgiveness that i never thought i would see in my lifetime wow. and each time something big happens like that, that I'm like, I couldn't have foreseen this. I didn't quite know this was what was needed um, because it is emergent. It really is coming from the group. And if they go deeply enough into like, well, here's what we really need here. And sometimes it's healing, sometimes it's joy, sometimes it's dance, sometimes it's song, sometimes it's something else, but it feels like beloved community. Yeah. And so that's been the big thing I've been working on. And then, um, interspersed with that has been pleasure activism events which are really big and and take take a lot in a different way um like i love doing the pleasure events you know people come they bestow me with presents and there's a lot of like um 
you know, people are like, I'm here because I'm focused on pleasure. And that just is a great energy to have brought into a room ever. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. It's so good. And it's so interesting to navigate. Like people are very like worshipful and the energy is just, it's just, you know, odd because I'm like, I'm still me, y'all. Um, I I just walked into the door, still me. And so, you know, the the only thing different is that this book is here, but I'm the same person who wrote that book or whatever it is, you know, I'm just like, so there, you know, that has been the navigation and the learning of this period of my life is like, how, how do I want to, what do I need to lean into in order to be a good channel for the work that's meant to move through me? And Mm -hmm. then what are the boundaries I need to structure in order to be with the work that needs to move through me? And what I'm going to do with our break time is... Um, there's going to be, I think, two more immersions during that time. <laughs> um, and I'm going to turn 41 and wow. I'm going to, yeah. Cause I think we're going to just take August and September, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to turn 41 and, um, which I feel super chill about. I'm actually going to be in a somatics course, probably crying all day for my birthday. And I feel good about it. You know, LOL. I'm like, LOL, time to go feel some feels. <laughs> and like, you know, just get to be a learner, my learner body. Um, I'm going to get to come see you and the family. And, um, uh, yeah. And I, I feel like this is a summer of pleasure and love. And so I'm just really leaning into letting pleasure and love flow through my life right now. Um, mm. And just like relaxing, like, like every place I go, everyone I interact with, just being like, is there love available in this interaction? If not, let's keep moving. You know, it's it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And it's just been like, it's just a different way to approach my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And it feels like there's ease coming in. I'm absolutely over the moon about the people that I'm getting to work with right now. Uh, Melinda Lou and Mia are like my core team. And they're just, we're just like, we're just producing miracles, right? You have such an incredible um, team. They're so bomb. They're so bomb. And like every team that comes together for each of the events is also just a miraculous body. So that's me. That's that's what's up with me. <laughs> hmm. um, oh, and you know, Toshi and I are going to be recording the first episodes of another podcast, which is going to be focused on the parables of um, Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talent. So exciting. And the idea is that like we'll be releasing that between now and the election in 2020 um, as a way for people to really like, you know, hear hear the guidance and prophecies of Octavia for this time. So that's going to be the other thing we're working on. Excellent. Um, How about you, Sister Dear? So much, so much. Yeah, I think my... um, that this time in my life is has been marked by transition and the time that's coming ahead during which we're going to be on break from the podcast is also, I would say, just a time of massive transition. Um, I, as you know, and as many of our listeners, uh, if they, if, if they follow me on social media are likely aware I am, um, getting divorced and, um, the process of, um, of, you know, of untying and ending my partnership of 16 years 
um, really started at the beginning of 2019 when I went into my sabbatical shortly after my sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just went public with our decision to end our marriage, um, at the end of June. So it took quite a long time between, um, when the dissolving began and when we, um, actually went public with it. Which I just want to give y'all props for, because I think it's really hard in this day and age to have a private process of any sort. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, both as a private or public person or whatever, people, you know, it's just like so hard to have privacy. And I'm really grateful for how y'all navigated having yeah. privacy. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, it's very important to, it was very important to both of us to have some pretty tight boundaries around um, who knew and had access to information about what was happening. Um, and, and that continues to be the case. So I think I want to say really clearly that even, even as I'm sharing this news via the podcast, that I am not at a point of readiness to talk about what happened and why, and I probably won't be for a very long time. I feel very, um, committed to, um, staying in a space of like, uh, dignity and compassion for myself and for my partner, um, and my, who, you know, will always be family and will always be my co-parent. And so that means yeah. that there's like uh, most of what has happened in my personal life and in that relationship would, will never be talked about. Um, and that's fine with me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, what I can talk about is, you know, the fact that, um, I have had like, incredible support through this process. I've had a support team in place throughout um, the duration of the process. Um, And I've really been, um, I feel like I've survived this loss experience because of literally because of community and friendship and love, Mm. like letting love in, learning to be vulnerable, learning to actually ask for help and um, allow myself to really start to fall apart, which is not something that I am. <laughs> not, it's, it's territory that I am neither familiar with, good at, or and I'm really, and in many ways, I feel like I'm really just at the beginning of a journey of like learning what it, what it would look like for me to be able to actually come apart. Um, yeah. you know, and, um, in many ways, the the space of my sabbatical was my 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 the design of that space going into it was that it would be a safe place for me to do that in, and that ended up not being um, that ended up not being my experience. That I didn't I didn't have access to the safety to go through any kind of restorative or healing process for myself, um, and so I know that that time will come. Um, right now. I'm very focused on keeping myself and my children stable as we move through like the biggest transition we have ever gone through as a family. And, um, and part of that transition, as I sort of queued up at the top during our, our credits is that we're relocating, we're moving to the twin cities. And that means that we are leaving this beautiful home and beautiful five acres of land in the woods in rural Minnesota where we've lived for the last seven years. Um, And that in and of itself, like in addition to the loss of my 
partnership and the loss of my family as I knew it. I'm also losing this beautiful piece of land and this life that I built in a very intentional way with my partner. Um, And so there's a lot of loss and a lot of excavation happening um, and also a lot of renewal and letting in um, newness and letting in like um, wellness that's happening Uh at the same time, which has been really, really interesting to be like, oh, like part of part of what I'm doing at this stage in my life is like establishing new healthy patterns, both in relationship to myself and in relationship to others. And and I'm very lucky that I'm that in this process and particularly in the transition that I'm about to go through to moving, moving to the Twin Cities that I'm I'm moving to a place where I already have a very strong community in place. So there's a whole crew of folks who are like ready and waiting to receive me and and my family. (laughs) Um, And I feel very like I, I feel so grateful because I think I, it would be very hard to be making a transition like this without, if I was having to move to a place that I, where I didn't know anyone. Um, And so not only do I know people, but my, you know, many of the people that I would consider to be a part part of my closest beloved community are there. Um, So the next, you know, the August, September is going to be, um, you know, the last six months have been a roller coaster. The next two months are absolutely going to continue to be a roller coaster as I have to go through the process of moving, establishing myself and my children in a new home, in a new school, selling my house and land. You know, it's, it's a, and, and I'm already in the work of preparing my property to be sold. And it is, really, really hard work. Um, so you yeah. can probably hear in my voice, like I'm, I'm just continue to be in a pretty high level of fatigue and have been since a year ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> and- I mean, that's the thing I keep thinking about all of this is that you were, you know, you were already so tired when you finally acknowledged that you needed a sabbatical. And then it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. and this is what life threw your way and yeah. you've yeah. beasted it. You know, you really have beasted it. You have done such incredible work of being, you know, mom and person and, you know, friend and sister and worker in all of it. And I just want to really uplift that, you know, I think you're going to need a sabbatical round too. Um, but <laughs> like, I think there's going to need LOL. to be a different kind of break. It's not an LOL. I'm totally serious. I, I feel, you know, like when I really think about what's, what's being lost in all of this, um, you know, there's been so much grief for me too. Um, and you know, when you speak about leave, leaving the land or all of it, I'm just like, oh yeah, like it's a major thing, you know, for the whole family. And you've been right at the center of that. And, um, and it's so incredibly tender. And I'm like, I still, I, I'm really grateful that we're going to take this two months of time um, to to at least rest from, from this piece. Um, and I think it's really exciting to know that like when we come back on the other end, there will be some landing, right? Yeah. Because I think it's been like trying to do all the things while still in flight. Yeah. I mean, it is, it has been really, it's, it was interesting going into recording today 
knowing that we were going to talk about like what has been actually happening and what is happening in our lives right now and thinking back about how this particular season unfolded and, you know, thinking thinking for, for sure about the live shows and some of what was happening on those very nights in my life that um, that like for sure impacted my experience of those events. But also thinking back to the call that you and I made together pretty early in the season that we were going to orient this season towards interviews because of the fact that I was not in a position to be able to really share in any kind of depth and vulnerability about what was happening in my life, um, which it, I think I would imagine has been like a noticeable difference for our listeners. So now you know why. Um, and I'm <laughs> right. and I'm looking forward to being able to shift back into the gear of being able to be in more depth and vulnerability when we come back from our hiatus in the fall. I really hope that that's a place that I can reenter. Um, and I'm just going to continue giving myself a lot of space to erect the containers around myself that I need in order to feel protected and safe. Um, And I'm going to continue inviting everyone I'm in relationship with into help me hold this container that protects me and keeps me safe because that is the most important. The, The more that I feel protected and safe, the better job I can do parenting my children and keeping them protected and safe and then like showing up in the world to do the work that I'm called to do. And, and that feels, I feel like even inside of this, the, the absolute tenderness and dissolving of this moment, I still feel, and maybe more than ever feel very on purpose in my life. And that, um, you know, as I had shared with our listeners via the live show in March, um, and I, I imagine this would take on new meaning to people now, but I still managed during my sabbatical <laughs> to finish a final draft of my book in spite of what was happening in my life. And and I really mean in spite of. And so like I, I feel like, you know, I do feel that there's a there's a commitment in me if now. If you ever doubted that I was a boss bitch. Well, right. I'm a boss bitch. Right. And my name is boss bitch. <laughs> and my phone is literally called boss bitch. And so... <laughs> I like if you ever hook it up to any sound system ever, you would see my phone is like, called oh, boss, bitch, boss bitch and there's a boss bitch in the car. Um, and so <laughs> I, I really do feel like, you know, I have accessed I have accessed in this time in my life a commitment to my own creative work and my own creative process that ha- that I, I didn't get to experience before. And that has felt very powerful and very sort of like um, prescient in terms of what's to come in my life as I make this big transition. Mm, 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 mm. I love it. And I I mean, I will say this. I feel the same way. Like, I feel like we've been we've been going through it, you know, um, that that I do feel like it's like we're holding each other in the storm. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what my relationships are with so many people right now is like because the systems that we're a part of must fall apart right now. Like that's mm-hmm. just what needs to happen in order for the next phase of our human evolution to really be able to transpire. There's just ways that we've been that will never work. And so there's a way that's like as as the wind picks up, um, 
all of us holding onto each other's hands and hearts and like really feeling ourselves in a pattern that has to flow support in every possible direction and also receive it. I feel like I want to give you a high five across time, space continuums because I feel like both of us this year have been doing so much better at asking for and receiving support. Mm-hmm. And that's been the learning. And that's well, why and we're going to take this break. <laughs> in, in terms of this pattern that you're talking about, yeah. the last thing I'll say about that is that I think that is absolutely true and I think that one of the things that I'm witnessing in my own life and in the lives of most people that I'm close to is that um, that we're holding on to each other in a new pattern that people oh, have yeah. been have been in constellations and are reforming into new constellations of support. Yes. And yes, I'm exactly. witnessing that happen happening across the lives of everyone I'm intimate with where it's like, oh, that pattern or that constellation or that particular system isn't working, but you, if you slightly pivot, adjust, adjust, and now you're in a new constellation. And this is the constellation that's going to carry you through this storm now. And that has, that has been very powerful to witness at more of like a, a more of like a Hawkeye level. I can see it. And it's, and it's been really illuminating for my own process too. And it's wild. I keep, I, I absolutely, I accept that, um, adaptation or that, you know, shift because it does feel to me like it's new patterns of support and it and it feels like the the key to the kingdom as Beyonce's new song um speaks about it feels like Mm. the the way in is vulnerability like you have to be willing to say I'm scared I'm overwhelmed I'm losing my shit I can't do this I don't know what to do I need help and then and then if you can if you can get it out of your mouth someone will come answer that that's yeah. wild to me. Yeah. Grow from your past, gotta face So one thing I want our readers, they're not readers. Everyone's listeners. a reader to me. One thing I want our listeners to know is that we are lining up guest podcast things for y'all. So we will be there will still be content coming out from Into the World podcast over these two months. So you won't just be out here. We have several (laughs) podcasts, sister podcasts that we love, that we want to uplift. And we have some content that hasn't been shared yet that we think you would enjoy from us. So Mm -hmm. you'll still be receiving from us. It just won't be like original Little surprises. (laughs) Little surprises. Thanks for listening to our show. We're on Twitter and Instagram at End of the World PC. We're also on Facebook at End of the World Show. Oh my God, you're so good. If you'd like to make a donation to our show, you can do so at patreon.com slash end of the world show. We need it. Another helpful thing you can do to help our show sustain itself is to write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're an iPhone person. Thank you for doing that. Our show is produced and edited by the incomparable Zach Rosen, who's also a really good baby daddy. <laughs> Music for today's show comes from Tunde Laniran, Mother Cyborg, and hopefully Beyonce if we can just like stick that in there somewhere. 